0: Welcome to Scuba Shack Radio, episode 58, recorded Thursday, May 6th, 2021. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations. And to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to May, and thank you for tuning in to Scuba Shack Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Cincerapino. Well, May has certainly started off with a bang. We spent all of last weekend down at Dutch Springs in Pennsylvania, where we completed a lot of practical exercises with our dive master class. The team has worked really hard and are on target for their professional ratings by the end of the month. You'll also note that I'm recording on yet another different day. I moved this show up from Friday, as I'll be heading back to Pennsylvania tomorrow to visit my mom for Mother's Day. And on that note, I'd like to wish all the mothers out there a happy Mother's Day for 2021. Now, after a lot of work, we did launch the new Scuba Shack website. We are very pleased with the results, the flow, the look and feel, and our immersion into the world of e-commerce with our online store. You're welcome to check it out at scubashackct.com. Now, on today's show... I'll be doing another installment of Your Next Dive, and this time we'll be exploring the island of Curacao, a place that I visited a long time ago. But first up is Scuba Shack Radio's news and information segment, Wet Notes. So off we go with episode 58. This is Wet Notes here on Scuba Shack Radio for May 6, 2021. I want to start off today with a story that has a bit of personal meaning to me. And that's a story about what some recreational divers found while diving out in Hawaii off of Lanai. Now, I have quite a few dives out there off of Lanai and these divers found some unexploded World War II-era ordnance. They found two bombs. One was at 74 feet, and the other one was at 94 feet. The divers immediately notified the Hawaii Division of Aquatic Research, who went out to investigate it and confirmed it was unexploded ordnance. The report indicated that the munitions were about 300 yards offshore, The exact location wasn't disclosed, but it it may be in the area of the first and second cathedrals. Again, personal for me, because I have probably about at least 25 dives on the cathedrals. As of now, there aren't any more updates, and there was no mention on Lahaina Divers' website, and they run many charters out to the site. Let's see where this goes. I recently checked out the 4Ocean blog to see if there was anything of interest. Well, there was a lot, but one thing did pique my interest. 4Ocean occasionally does a blog on plastics around the world, and that's where they identify articles or stories that talk about the plastic crisis facing the world. Now, one article was from Interesting Engineering, and it was written by Dira And this was about plastic-eating mushrooms. Yes, certain types of fungi can ingest and eat plastic. Apparently, in 2011, some Yale researchers discovered a rare mushroom in the Amazon forest, and it was able to digest and break down plastics. One of the scenarios suggests that these plastic-eating mushrooms could be placed at the bottom of landfills. Interesting. Over the years, there have been various successful experiments. So what's the holdup? Perhaps speed. It takes time for the mushrooms to eat and digest the plastic, and there is also competition for other investments. Now, here's a bit of disturbing news that I saw from DEMA. Apparently, there is going to be a virtual meeting of the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, or the FWC, on May 12th and 13th. One of the topics on May 12th, I think it is a two-hour discussion, is to review and update the Goliath grouper. Now, this review is to look at if they should allow a limited highly regulated harvest of the Goliath grouper. Why? Well, that's a really good question. Now, if you go out to the FWC website, you'll be able to find a detailed preserva- or presentation on this review. Even if the science holds up and supports the harvest, I would have to ask if the enforcement is capable of a regulated harvest. DEMA feels that the economic value of the Goliath grouper are better served without any harvest and continue the protection they currently have. SOS, Thousand Island. Well, what's that all about? Well, for those of you who are familiar with the St. Lawrence Seaway and the Thousand Island region, SOS stands for Save Ontario's Shipwreck, Thousand Island Chapter. Now, this was reported in Scuba News that SOS Thousand Island wants to create an artificial reef off of Brockville in Canada. Why are they making such a bold proposal? Well, there are three main objectives. First, an artificial reef will reduce the pressure on the local historic wooden shipwrecks. And then second, an artificial reef can preserve the maritime history of ships that have been destined for scrap. And finally, this effort will assist the local aquarium in promoting maritime heritage and discovery. This is still a long way off, but there is some good news in that they have identified a ship that could be used, and it is the former Canadian Coast Guard vessel, the CCGS Montmagny. Now, this ship was built in 1963, and it was decommissioned and sold in 1999. Let's see where this one goes. Well, here is something that I just saw from Patty. I think it was on the Patty Pro blog. Patty, Women's Dive Day 2021 is coming. And the tagline on the blog was Celebrate the Connection Between Humanity and the Ocean. This year's Patty Women's Dive Day is July 17th, 2021. This event started six years ago in 2015, and it was started as a way to encourage more female participation in the sport of scuba diving. To date, there have been over 4,000 Patty Women's Dive Day events in over 100 countries. I'm sure last year was a little tough to get events planned and executed safely. This year, more places are opening up and travel is picking up. Everyone can participate. Be on the lookout for a Patty Woman's Dive Day event in your local area, or maybe even travel to a nice destination to participate. And finally today... I thought I'd give everyone an update on traveling to the Bahamas. As of May 1st, the Bahamas Ministry of Health has released new guidelines for entry and departure. First, if you are fully vaccinated for COVID-19, that's two weeks from your final dose, you don't need a COVID-19 test prior to entry. Nor do you need to fill out the daily health questionnaire. Or get a COVID test after your fifth day on the island. You'll still need to apply for the Bahamas health visa prior to entry. And you still need to get a COVID test before traveling back to the United States. Now we're heading to Nassau on May 26th. So so these changes make things a whole lot simpler. Hopefully, more countries will open up like the Bahamas. Well, that's it for Wet Notes on May 6th, 2021, here on Scuba Shack Radio. It's time for another installment of Your Next Dive here on Scuba Shack Radio. And this time we are heading to the island of Curaçao. Now Curaçao has a little bit of sentimental value to me as this was the first dive trip that Donna and I made outside of the United States. And boy did we come away with a whole new appreciation for scuba diving. We even thought that we should make the trip to the island again in the following year. Sadly, we didn't make it back that year. And more sadly, we've never been back. So maybe by featuring Curacao on your next dive, I might be inclined to go back or inspire you to make it to one of these ABC Islands. If you're currently wondering about COVID-19 travel restrictions, as of April 28, 2021, Curacao is open to visitors from the US and Canada. There are some testing requirements and and they do change, so you'll need to stay on top of what is required, but Curacao is open. Now, getting down there from our neck of the woods will take us through either Miami or Charlotte, and if you leave in the early morning, you can usually make it to the island by sometime in the early afternoon. When we made that first and only trip to Curacao, we stayed at an all-inclusive resort Called Sunset Waters, and the on-location dive operator was Sunset Divers, not to be confused with Sunset Divers at Sunset House on Grand Cayman. Lots of sunsets in the Caribbean. Now Sunset Waters was, and I stress was, on the western part of the island, away from the city of Willenstad. It is now abandoned. I'm not exactly sure when it went out of business. And that's too bad, because I really like the diving and the convenience of the resort. The food was okay, nothing spectacular, but then again, I'm not that much of a foodie. As for the diving, the house reef was really cool. From the Lago- lagoon, you could make your way out to the reef, and you would be greeted by a small airplane wreck. The shallow depths gave you plenty of color and bottom time. What was really cool about the house reef was the hunt for seahorses and the exhilaration when you found them. We did four dives on the house reef, with one being a night dive. We were there in October, and bottom temperatures were constantly 86 degrees Fahrenheit. That's nice. My kind of bottom temps. I'll quickly run through the dive sites we visited. There was Mike's Place, Harry's Hole, Radio City, Black Coral Gardens, College Reef, Mako Mountain, Lost Anchor, and Nip. Plus, our two favorite sites that we dove twice were Mushroom Forest and Porta Marie. Back then, we did not get to dive on the signature wreck on Curacao, the MV Superior Producer. This ship sank in 1977 with a load of cargo bound for Venezuela. It is 165 feet long with a beam of 25 feet, and it's only 500 feet from, from shore at the entrance to Saint Anna Willemstead. That's Saint Anna Bay. You can find a lot of info online about the MV Superior Producer, along with photos and video. For sure, if and when I make it back to Curacao, I'll be getting onto this wreck. Several years ago, the shop did run another trip to Curacao, and they stayed at Sunscape Resort, and they dove with Ocean Encounters. Another option is to stay at Lion's Dive Beach Resort. And Ocean's Encounters has a dive shop on both properties, and both are fairly close to the city of Willemstead. I think if we go back, we might give Lion's Dive a shot. There is also an article in Dive Newswire about Shipwreck Point on Curacao, and it being a must-dive. And Ocean Encounters at both Lion's Dive and Sunscape have this site on their regular boat dive schedule. I guess there are a couple of dugs at, uh, tugs at the 50-meter mark, and that would be a little bit beyond 150 feet, so that gets a little technical, but there is other stuff to see at 60 and 100 feet. They say it's like diving in an aquarium, and oddly enough, it is the house reef of the Curacao Sea Aquarium. There's also a YouTube video on Shipwreck Point if you want to see what it looks like. If you prefer being on the west side of the island, you can look at Go West Diving and All West Apartments. I guess Go West Diving was formerly Ocean Encounters West. The apartments look to be in a great location, close to some top dive spots, but it will be different from the all-inclusive, and there may be the need to rent a car with the room. So that's a little peek at Curacao. My first dive adventure outside of the United States, and it was unforgettable. With Curacao being open to U.S. visitors, perhaps your next dive can be there. So many places to go diving, but so little time. Wow, it's hard to believe that it was 16 years ago that we made that trip to Curacao. Time does go by quickly, and with so many great places to dive, it's hard to find the time to get to all of them. Not to mention that it can also be expensive. But boy, those trips are worth it. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to the show and hope you'll tell your friends about us And as we continue to grow. It's much appreciated. I'll be back again in a couple of weeks with more Scuba Shack Radio. Until then, happy Mother's Day, everyone, and take care.